Ayas, a few more months within Bjornheim, you find yourself upon the ship, the naked lady, kind of gathering more of your things. You are leaving your rowdy boy area and uh, you go through the common room up the stairs again and just coming out of the captain's quarters is Captain Abram. Oh yes, it is good to see you. Hello, Abram. I see you're collecting some of your things. How have you been? Well, quite frankly, I could be better. Would you like to join me for a drink inside me quarters? That actually sounds nice. Yes. I would take great pleasure in that. He leads you into his office again, which the last time you were in here was before entering the Lock Islands. This whole room is filled with fantastical items from Barda, Traylin, Cassania, just every kind of unique, exotic <laughs> type of thing is within his room. He sits down. He's got plenty of papers out, but he pulls out from underneath something from Lord Alistair's old supply. And he... <laughs> oh clanks a, a bottle of wine onto the table and he has a tankard for you and a tankard for himself. And he lifts his glass and says, to new adventures. How oh, Abram, 1178, a good year. A very good year. Y'all uh, clank your glasses. You all cheers and take a long drink of wine. So you say you could be feeling better. Is yes. that so, Ayas? It is so. There's been a lot going on. I'm sure you've heard of most of it. I, I have. I'm sure you have some wonderings about my doings here. I did want to share with you a wee bit. I know of the things that have been revealed to you, and I'm not very good at talking about these um, more emotional matters, but uh thought I would give it a shot. I figure you might be needing a... A friendly voice to help guide you through what you've heard. Well, I'm all ears. Alrighty then. Well, it might do you well to know this is not the first time we've met. I figured as much. So you've pieced it together. Yes. Oi. Well, um, I recognize that there might be some ill feelings between us, but I just want to get everything out in the air... So that as we move forward with these Varrican folk... Well, rest assured, we don't really have too many ill feelings between you and I. I know that you're just a captain of a ship. This is what you do. You're paid to do what you do and take people to different lands. Yes, I suppose you could say that. And it is true that my life has been one of adventure and travel. And you might say... That I've learned a few things on the way. Go on. Your father, the Duke. Yeah. I understand that you're probably feeling a lot of misgivings toward the man. Hmm, no kidding. I want you to know I've sailed with the man for nigh upon three decades. And I want you to know with all of his shortcomings, he always truly cared for you. 
Really? He cared for me enough to remove himself from my life for 20 years. This can't be easy coming from someone like me. A man who's lived as a thief at some points and as the king's pawn in others. But I want you to know that at the end of it all, family is truly what matters. You see, Ayas, I never stopped. I never stopped running from aisle to aisle. I never stopped to understand what it was like to belong somewhere. And I've, I've been a part of many types of folks, <laughs> as you know. Yes. One thing I regret was never settling down, having children of my own, having a type of lineage to keep. And although I have these regrets, from what I've observed, if you've got it, cherish it. Abram, I'm sure you and him have some kind of kinship together. I mean, I, I get it. You've traveled many distances. Oh, yeah. But what they did, my parents, just the fact that they tried to attain royalty through crime, I just, I cannot seem to work around that and justify it in any manner. Your father and mother experienced suffering farther than I'd ever seen. The things Athelstan did to Erwin, the type of life that Kara, or Vanessa, as you knew her, and as I knew her, the things that they had to go through. You understand that each person's life is a part of the larger happening. And within each story, there is understanding. I'm not asking you to jump on board with everything and just love him as if he's always been there for you and that you had a normal upbringing. All I'm saying is that now that you have this type of knowledge, just... Think about the kind of understanding that you would want for yourself in the same situation. I feel like a fool. I spent so many years trying to get stronger and more powerful, thinking that my parents were deceased and both looking down upon me with pride. This is too much to handle. I understand, Ayas. I'm sorry to bring heaviness upon you. I was hoping to possibly cheer you up. Well, let's go ahead and change the subject here and finish our wine. Why don't you pour me another? Absolutely. Telnius, you and Finn find yourselves walking out into the forests of Bjornheim. Finn has 
a simple one-horse cart that he is driving, and you are sitting beside him. It has been a few months since your arrival in Bjornheim, and it is getting cold. The snow is sticking at this point, and it does not seem to be letting up. That coldness seems to uh, penetrate your robes and go straight for your bones. A part of that coldness is emotional as you know the body that is in the back of this wagon wrapped in blankets. Finn looks away from the horses for a moment and looks to you, Telnius, just giving a, an assessing glance. I look away. Finn looks back to the horse and continues driving him forward. The wagon comes to a small clearing where the evergreens do not hide what little light is coming from the clouded sky. He stops the wagon. Finn climbs down. You I, I rush out before him and with what strength I have lift the body of Bishop Colm. As you lift to bring him forward, you note a spot that Finn stands next to. He's already been here. He has dug a shallow grave, maybe only six inches deep. He's taken the snow aside, and you're not sure if it's the frozen ground or what, but a small pile of dirt lays this six foot long trench is ready you bring the body forward there is no blood staining and these blankets are of high quality finn has made sure that this is an act of apology you lay the bishop's body in the grave and Finn begins to pile what little dirt has been collected. And it is just enough to cover him. And I help. When he is fully covered with the soil and the leaves, Finn, in a more whispering tone, stands next to you. He stands close to you. And he says, Tonius, I want you to know this is the proper burial that the Ver can give to their people. I want to share with you why it is important that it is not a deep grave. Hmm. We, the Ver, can believe that if a body is buried near the top of the soil, they may, in their next life, feel the changing of seasons. Feel the coldness of winter, the warmth and rebirth of spring, the intense heat of the sun in summer, and the cooling and the passing of fall. That is a kindness. 
He tears up a little bit. I want you to know, Telnius, I and many of my people grieve alongside you and are very deeply sorry for the wrongs that we have done to you. I'm sorry, I have made this about me. I, You may know. Uh, if you wish to speak words of, of your traditions, I will give you that time. I, I reach down and grab a tuft of snow and toss it onto the face of Cullum. He was a leader. Not a leader. Not a leader that I would have chosen. But a leader that was given to me. I take a step back and look up to the sky. Tesla. He was yours. And though I did not understand. A tool. May I be a tool. A better tool. Than he was. And I turn away. Walking towards the. Horse drawn carriage. Rory, you find yourself amid the people of Bjornheim, the refugees of uh, Algrahim. These people, you feel, you feel disillusioned, but you feel acceptance. You feel belonging with these people. But there was one thing that was left for you to keep up on. Not your training, not your position as the Dreari of these people. But a man laying out within the house of healing. You find yourself sneaking away one day, and especially after hear, hearing of the robbery and death of the leader of the arena, a Varrican man named Asker, who had arranged for you and Leon to be pit against this dire bear. So you enter the House of Healing. There's about a half dozen people, not enough to fill up the beds that they have there. At the very end of a group of four of them, you see the resting body of Commander Leon. I walk up slowly and at the foot of his bed I just say Leon you there bud? You look down and you see him uh, his chest is bare because you look down and you see where this bear had raked into his flesh and you see it beginning to scab over but most of it is still covered with what looks to be a mixture of elderberry, aloe, just different herbs and roots to uh, can speed up the healing process. Leon, can you hear me? I tried as hard as I could. I tried to get that that monster 
to not turn his attention towards you, but I don't know if I succeeded. I know you didn't look too good. But you need to stay here for me. Wake up, bud. Are you there? Did you did you say you needed me, Rory? <laughs> Were you listening to me the whole time? No. I turn and I like I wipe the side of my face so that he doesn't see. I try to conceal it so that he doesn't see the me wiping the tear away from my eye. And I say, um, yeah, you you friggin' idiot. Uh we we sure kicked that bear's friggin' butt. Did you see? I mean, we we did a really good... Hey, I'm glad that you're still here with me. He nods. Thanks, Rory. That really means a lot. You, you really did a number on that bear. I would not be lying here in this place still breathing if it weren't for you. And he actually kind of slowly reaches out his arm. It can't really extend all the way, but he's kind of reaching for your left arm. I reach toward him and I grab his hand and I say, "Um, hey, listen, I I know we've given you a hard time, but I also want to let you know that, look, I know you've just done, you've just done what you can. And you've been doing the job that you've you've committed yourself to doing. And um, look, I don't know where our paths are going to lead us from here. I don't know if uh, I don't know what sides we're going to be on. I don't know if we're going to be on the same side or if we're going to be against each other. But I just want to let you know that I think you're a good guy, and uh, and I appreciate that. Uh, that you've treated me well for the most part. I mean, I know we haven't always gotten along, but uh, <laughs> but we're we're okay. I just want to let you know that. You know, Rory, from the very beginning, I have taken advantage of you, and I I see that now. When another man owes another man his life, he begins to think a little differently. We've been through a lot now. And I will not go back on my word that I gave to you before that bear emerged. If we ever make it back to Trayland, half of my coffers will be to the family of Rory Kilgannon. Wait, what can you still do at this point? I mean, like, like, do you think you're going to go back and, and fight for the Treylanders? Or like, what, where do your loyalties lie now? I've had a lot of time to think here. A lot of time in this building. Rainer's come to talk a few times. And I think I've come to realize just the kind of bullshit I let myself be put through. The kinds of things that I've ordered for the Vipers. For myself, for you. I'm 
gonna start thinking for myself, Rory. I don't quite know where that is gonna end up. But for the meantime, I think I like where I'm at. Look, there's something I need to know. Um, and this might seem like it's coming out of left field, like out of nowhere, but um, you had asked me before we ever started on this adventure uh, something about, um, I don't know, something about Lady Brittany and how you heard like rumor that uh, people on her side might still be alive. And so far, nothing's come out about that. And I just got to know, like, what do you know? Like, do you know something about that? Or is that going to come into play again eventually? Like, I just, I just need to know. I never felt good about my decision to set an innocent woman up there to be hanged in front of a crowd. I think it's time that I've come clean. I've known about your excursion. What? You know you've not you've known about what now? Who do you think has been ordering the vipers to hunt and look for Lady Brittany ever since that day? We could not have the people rouse against the crown at that time. So we needed to do something. And that play, that was what we needed to do. I need you to tell me exactly what you know here. I, I, I can't say anything, but I need you to tell me exactly what you know. All I know is that Lady Brittany escaped that attack alive. And since then, that asshole of a man, Sir Quincy, has been nothing but promoted by his family. Rory, look at me. I'm here to make things right. I've let go of too many things, and I've done too many injustices in the name of coin, in the name of my own well-being. I don't know what this means between the two of us, but I know that being honest about it is hopefully going to set us on a better trajectory. And can I roll to see if I believe him? Mm Mm-hmm. Fifteen. You can tell, like, the times before, he's horrible at lying. And you sense nothing but honesty coming from him. So I reach my hand out, and I put it on Leon's shoulder, and I say, We've had our problems, but I believe that you're a good guy. We're working together now. <laughs> 